Hey there, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably into cryptids and monsters. Well, if you have a creative spark, you can always join us in our first ever Supernatural Selection zine project. For 2024, we are doing cryptid encounters, where you can draw or write a encounter with a cryptid of your choice, and we'll put it in the zine. The current submission window is from early January to late June. If you're interested in finding out more, you can always go to SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash zines. That is Z-I-N-E-S. Now back to the show. recording? Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine, I guess. It's possibly pervy in some way. He's painting it on the walls of his mind palace. Oh, wow. I have a mind hovel. (laughs) So, it's a little different. Hello, and welcome to Supernatural Selection, the only show that starts it like this, I guess. I'm Kevin, and with me this week are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how you doing? I'd say mine's more of like a mind hostile or maybe mind um uh, uh, slum uh uh yeah uh <laughs> mind crash pad maybe a a mind uh pod hotel ooh <laughs> like the ones in Japan the yes. one where it's just a tube with that a TV in, in it yes. <clears throat> wow ooh mind pillow fort that's it that's hey I oh i a like mind that pillow though. fort that's comfy i like that Comfortable, small, and, you know, not very permanent. Speaking of comfortable and small, we also have Mr. David Davis. David, how are you today? (laughs) I was going to lead off with an uncomfortable joke. So, yeah, I'm going to deliberately turn you into a liar. Yeah, I have more of a mind back rooms uh, casting couch situation going on. Oh, gross. Oh, God, a back room's full of nothing but casting Couches Time and, to squeegee that leather couch. And cum sofas. Oh, God. Mind <laughs> S&M dungeon. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I've known people with those. Mm-hmm. Which, I've also known people with mind dank comic book shops, so. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to Supernatural Selection, of course, and it's a weekend weird uh, to start off uh, as far as our housekeeping goes. We have still got the zine going on. David, could you tell people about that while I try to get my brain in gear? Yeah, all you have to do is go to supernatpod.rocks slash zines to look up some more information about it, but it is a cryptid encounter um, zine. We're taking art and writing submissions, uh, anything related to cryptids, uh, cryptids of all sorts. You know, if it's a spooky creature that you can't really find very easily, then it probably fits. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's fun. We've got some missions coming in. Uh, we've got about, let's see, next month is going to be our third month of the submission period, and we're doing a six-month submission period, so you've got plenty of time to get stuff in, but, don't but wait. the sooner we have stuff, yeah. the better, so I can start planning out the thing, because I'm the yep. one editing it. And don't, don't, don't wait for the last minute, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. 
uh, and remember, I'll give you a shiny nickel if you do a slide rock bolter first. And uh, also, we'll accept, like, you know, your living dinosaur stuff, like uh, Mokele Mbimbe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Uh, yokai, too. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to get a Kappa pulling a butt pearl. <laughs> it's just a, a Kappa playing with marbles, but they're all just people's pearls. Yeah, they got poop on them. Yeah. Uh, it's disgusting. Uh, so, it's a weekend weird. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. Okay. All right, how, how do we feel about hot interspecies action? Uh, that depends on the species. Here's This is a question I've heard asked on several other podcasts. Okay, so a dude and a dog. That's that's awful. That's, that's bestiality. Mm-hmm. But what about a goat and a dog? Hmm. I, okay, so oh yeah, I, go ahead. I I'm like I don't want to see it. I mean, if, yeah, but is it wrong? Uh, or should I, should the goat uh, be prosecuted? No, because that's only I mean, for... usually it's the dog that's fucking the other. Okay, animals. but still, the point is, is it sick and gross if it's two different animals, like a goat and a pig? Yeah, like the like the kids in the hall thing. Yes, a, a bad fucking a pig. Yeah. To, you but, know, but what what if you get like puppies, little goat horns? I don't know they're how adorable. I feel about it. What about little they're pigs adorable. with bat wings? I mean, it's it's yeah. gross, but you know, it's not against it's not again the law. It's against God's law, but not man's law. Well, you know, well let, let God prosecute him then. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Sorry, David, you were about <laughs> to tell us about something that hopefully isn't this that disgusting. Yeah, no, this is from Science Alert um, from uh, Jess Cockerell, uh, published February 12th. Uh, Surprise discovery shows blue whales have been mating with another species. Okay, see, that's interesting and not at all disgusting. So, uh, quote, uh, new research suggests interspecies hanky-panky between blue, fi- uh, blue and fin whales is more common than we thought, at least in certain parts of the world. Genome sequencing of North Atlantic blue whales revealed around 3.5% of the group's DNA came from neighboring uh, species fin whales. Uh, the scientists from Canada and Norway didn't expect this percentage to be so high. What's more, all the present-day blue whale samples in their study had at least some fin whale DNA in their genome, a phenomenon called introgression. Quote, huh. Our results provide the first insights into the population structure and the demographic history of blue whales from the North Atlantic and document levels of integration with fin whales, data scientist Shushma Josie from the Royal Ontario Museum and colleagues write in their published paper. The surprising part is that most hybrid animals, the offspring of two different species, tend to be infertile. You might have heard about the mule, a hybrid of a donkey or a horse, or the liger, which is a lion-tiger hybrid. Mm-hmm. The parents of infertile hybrids must be similar enough to breed in the first place, but their offspring don't have the suitable genetic material to produce viable sperm or eggs. Uh, However, Hmm. a 2018 study found whales in the Rorqual group, uh, which includes fin whales and blue whales, have some genetic features that mean hybridization is not a total dead end. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the The reason for this... This might be because the species have not split apart on the evolutionary tree so much that their genes are incompatible with 
uh, in the way other infertile hybrids are. They both have 44 pairs of chromosomes and an identical chromosomal pattern that shows up in a genetic test called C-banding. Um, and the first time they ever caught one of these uh, fertile uh, cetacean hybrids was in 1986. It was a pregnant hybrid fin blue whale carrying a fetus fathered by a blue whale. Okay. So, yeah. so here's a question for mm-hmm. those science-minded. Does that make it a new species? Um, I don't know. I mean... I just, I like the idea that they're they're still closely related, you know, like cousins who fuck. Well, I mean, obviously they were, you know, deemed to be two different species before. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they found there's interbreeding between them, um, I guess, won't change that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, the, the other thing is they're finding out that this interbreeding is one way, usually. Yeah. Well, it's producing um, one, or is it only uh, like one? No. Uh, well, let, let me let me read this bit to you. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, this might mean that blue whales are the only species willing to mate with a hybrid, perhaps because they can't afford to be choosy. The mm. fin whale population is much more substantial in numbers, while the blue whale population is slim pickings. Um, Way to go, so, mankind. Yeah, so... Uh, like there's a sense of desperation here, it seems like, um, but but the question is like Kevin, you were getting at whether or not this is like a a new species, right? Um, so let me let me see what the article says here. Uh, so is there any harm to a bit of cross species whale love? <laughs> it, it depends on whether or not the person being loved on is a whale. Um, yes, because love between a man and a whale usually ends in a dead man. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one sense, the ability to breed with another similar whale species means there are more available suitors, which is better than situations in which dwindling numbers lead to inbreeding that can be detrimental for an already struggling species. But speciation is also pretty important, uh, is a pretty important part of genetic diversity too. When the lines between the two species get so blurry they're indistinguishable, it's not that different from one of two species going extinct outright. Um... So far, there is no sign that the fin whale DNA present in blue whales is causing them any problems. However, Josie and team are concerned that if blue whale DNA is lost across the population, the species may become less, uh, less reliant to adapting to environmental changes, especially in a world of human-induced climate change. Okay. So, yeah, no, that that's really interesting because, like, n- number one, like, it's good that blue whales are able to, like, reproduce, but when does it stop being a blue whale? Yeah, that's the question. When does it become a bluefin whale? No, that's a tuna. Oh, bluefin tuna. Yeah, bluefin tuna. My bad. (laughs) I don't know my science nor my meats. Uh, Your meats without feats. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question, and uh, I'm just glad it didn't involve people doing things to whales, uh, other than extinction, of course. Yeah, we could, we could probably have done without that, too. Um, yeah, well, Star Trek Four has taught us one thing, and that is that the only way to save them will be time travel. I don't know, I'm just curious um, what other, like, um, genetically viable hybridization has occurred out there in the animal kingdom. Yeah, like, maybe 
hummingbirds or something, a couple of different hummingbird species. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay, I, I've I just googled uh, viable genetic hybrid animals, and the the initial results on Google where they give you that list of things with pictures. Mm-hmm. There is a comma a roller bear a zebroid a beefalo uh. a liger hybrid a savanna cat a dezo and uh, they also list hybrid. Hybrid, just as a species. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I wonder if hyenas and dogs. You know, produce. dogs are notoriously able to mate with a lot of different things, and I think that may be the source of some chupaca- Texas chupacabra mm. sightings. Okay, they are completely different species and cannot interbreed. Ah. Um, hyenas are more closely related to cats than canines, despite their appearance. What the fuck? What? You didn't know that? I don't know. No. I, I just literally Googled this, so... That's what the hell? Yeah, no, they're their own thing. They're neither really dogs nor cats. Why wow. are the African uh, the African wild dogs, which might be close enough, but you know they're kind of like yeah. uh, calico colored wild dogs. You know, yeah, brown, black, and white spotted. Now, now I'm just like looking up the beefalo. Yeah, beefalo is, uh, it started out as, like, sort of a joke. It was, like, a thing you could find and attack uh, in Don't Starve, and then it turns out that's an actual thing. It's a hybrid between a buffalo and a cow. Yep. Which is weird. Yep. Um, okay, the beefalo is fertile, uh, fertile and can reproduce. Hell yeah. I'm, I, give me one. I want to eat him. <laughs> Again, How many times do we read an animal article and you want to eat the animal? Do you want to eat the time. blue whale? Unless, n- well, not. I don't want to hunt one. But if, you, if, if you one a, were dead from not disease... If you said a blue whale steak in front of Kevin, he'd at least have a bite. I'd try it for damn sure. <laughs> um, bef- before we move on from this subject, uh, there, there's one thing I just found online. This is This is... News from the New York Post, and this is an amazing headline. I don't have the story for it, just the headline. This is from two days ago. Uh, El Chapo's granddaughter, 18, joins hunt for Loch Ness Monster while romping through Scotland. (laughs) And that is is a lot of things I never thought would combine. (laughs) Yeah, like the Venn diagram between, like, Mexican drug lords and cryptids is yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. okay, uh, okay. At least we have that meeting point there. Well, there's that and Pablo Escobar's uh, hippos, I guess. But well, those are are those cryptids? I mean, they're like, not. We consider because they are like a breeding population. It's a major problem but for the region. Can you find them easily? That's the question. Is it like a I saw one kind yeah, of situation? It's, it's kind of a. I mean, I think they're not that hard to find. It is one of those things that you just kind of stumble I, yeah. I across. guess if it's a problem, but, they're not hard to find. Yeah. yeah, like the Google search is literally Pablo Escobar hippos problem. Okay, yeah, no, then they're not hippos cryptic. invasive. They are an invasive species. Yes, they then, are. Which considered the largest invasive animal in the world. <laughs> oh, I can imagine flourished flourished in the countryside after escaping from the drug cartel leader's estate. Man, I'll never forgive him <laughs> for uh, a, the Weird Al thing, though. Just, yeah. No, just this 
population of transplanted hippos. What the fuck, man? That's that, just wild. I know. That's the best cryptid story. Well, not cryptid, but that's Pablo the best Escobar's story. Pablo Escobar's multiplying cocaine hippos will be sterilized in Colombia. That is a... That is that is a really... That's a hell of a statement. Although they're also saying they might move them from Mexico to India. Huh. I don't know, man. This is this is wild. Like the 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 amount of weird shit that people do importing animals. Yeah. And like how it gets to be a problem. Just uh, but cocaine hippos. Cocaine wow. hippos are way worse than the cane toads in Australia, I think. Just personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, Wikipedia article hippopotamuses in Colombia. God damn. <clears throat> so uh Mike, do you want to go next? Um, I guess I could. So, if we're going to talk about animals and things, why why don't I continue with some animal things? Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. this one's fairly recently from the 11th of February in the, uh, this article comes from Sky News, but it's, I saw it in many, many other places that apparently... Chernobyl's mutant wolves appear to have developed resistance to cancer. I saw that, and oh, wow. first off, that's uh, that I'm glad I didn't do that one. Secondly, uh, you know what gets rid of cancer? Radiation. Well, <laughs> not really. Radiation causes cancer. Dang it, Mike! But what what chemotherapy does is hopefully kill the cancer cells before it kills the rest of your cells. Okay. Well, tell us about so. these these nuclear wolves, Mike, which is an <laughs> awesome metal band name. The wolves are exposed to cancer-causing radiation as, I, as they roam the wasteland of the abandoned city, with researchers finding part of their genetic information seems resilient to increased risk of the disease. Well, that makes sense because the ones that weren't resistant are Definitely fucking dead. Oh, yeah. Mutant hmm. wolves roaming the deserted streets of Chernobyl may or may appear to have developed resistance. That just sounds like, you know, a post-apocalyptic thing. Mutant right. wolves roving the streets <laughs> of an It sounds like city. it would be an enemy in Stalker. Yeah. Yeah. Probably was. <laughs> I'm sure there I've never played Stalker, but, you know, I could easily see that. They appear to have developed resistance to cancer, raising hopes the findings can help scientists fight the disease in humans. So I'm I'm gonna skip the backstory of Chernobyl. You know, we it, uh, we know the it, story. Uh, what something happened there in '86? A, yes. a, a, an a ice cream thing. truck overturned. It's never yeah. been the same. Uh, okay, but where does the radiation come from? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The ice cream truck. Yeah. Was, oh Jesus, a, that's Russian okay. ice cream. Then this, of course, diversion yep. has just taking more time than if i just read the fucking paragraph (laughs) anyway after the church when he gets snippy yeah after the chernobyl disaster it's been uh abandoned you know ever since the chernobyl exclusion zone was put into place to prevent people from entering the 1000 square mile area where the radiation still poses a cancer risk Damn. Humans may not have returned, but wildlife such as wolves and horses roam the wasteland of the evacuated city more than 35 years after the disaster. That is a hell of a combo. Wolves <laughs> and horses. Mutant wolves and mutant horses. Got three eyes and, you know, 
too many like hooves. This, this yeah. just sounds like a great setup to a really cool post-apocalyptic film. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we never get cool mutant stuff. It's always just cancer. You know, where where's like the 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 cool mutants? Oh, like the Ninja Turtles. Where where's uh Baxter Horseman? Or, or like yeah, a horse that shoots lasers out of its eyes. Yeah, I was going to say wolves that are very long and call them the long wolves. Oh yeah, long wolves. What if it was like a wolf <laughs> with like horse legs? Are you <laughs> suggesting that they could through radiation be a compatible breeding population between wolves and horses hey you know they're mutants who knows they're both the question <laughs> the question is who's the top um look i've seen a chihuahua try to go to town on a great dane before the wolves okay gotcha yeah yeah, yeah the wolf just has to have access to a stuff because because or a stepladder yeah or just you know, get a good jump it's an abandoned town there are plenty of stepladders yeah <laughs> oh. No stepladder. Don't. God damn it. <laughs> Humans may not have returned, but wildlife such as. All right, I already read that. Dr. Yep. Lara Co. Dr. Kara Love. Wow, well, that's a name. Yeah. Kara Love. An evolutionary biologist and ecotoxicologist. At Princeton University in the U.S., has been studying how the Chernobyl wolves survived despite generations of exposure to radioactive particles. Dr. Love and a team of researchers visited the uh, Chernobyl exclusion zone in 2014 and put radio collars on the wolves so their movements could be monitored. She said the collars give the team real time measurements of where the wolves and how much radiation they are exposed to. They also took blood samples to understand how the wolves' body respond to cancer-causing radiation. The researchers discovered that Chernobyl wolves are exposed to upwards of 11.28 millirem of radiation every day for their entire lives, which is more than six times the legal safety limit for humans. Yeah, I was going to say, that's. it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a fucking lot. Yeah. Dr. Love found the wolves have altered immune systems similar to cancer patients undergoing radiation treatment. But more significantly, she also identified part, specific parts of the animal's genetic information that seemed resilient to increase cancer risk. A lot of research in humans has found mutations that increase cancer risk with the presence of variant BRCA gene making it more likely a woman might develop breast or ovarian cancer, for example. But Dr. Love's work has sought to identify protective mutations that increase the odds of surviving cancer. The pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine have prevented Dr. Love and her collaborators from returning to the CEZ in recent years. Right. She said, quote, our policy is our priority is for people and collaborators to there to be as safe as possible. Dr. Love presented her findings at the annual meeting of the Society of... That's a word I've never seen before. Society of Integrative... Oh, Integrative. I'm, I'm just bad at reading, apparently. It's not a word I've never seen before. It's just Mike can't read. I don't think it's that you can't read. It's just for some reason you're tired and you can't identify words. Society. Wait, that means not being able to read. Yeah, Sorry. Exactly. Society of Integrative and Comparative Biology in Seattle, Washington last month. I read good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's interesting, though. I mean, like, and I think it's funny that when we think about mutations, Mike, you and I both immediately go to laser eyes because I was going to say something about wolves with laser eyes. Well, it's the most ridiculous thing. Like, it's yeah. I mean, like, like love that are glowing, hmm? like a glowing wolf. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The wolves but glow in the night. On the spectrum God, of like fucked. fictional mutants, that is like the the worst. I, I, okay, Mike, which is stupider, laser eyes or Cyclops's punches from the punch well, dimension what, that I, shoot out of his face? That's, that's what I meant. Is basically yeah. That. I mean, I know they're they they call them concussed. These are fucking laser eyes. Get, <laughs> get over yourself, nerds. <laughs> yeah, Gail Simone's never gonna let that one die. But you know, it's going to be crazy in five years when they come back and they see that the wolves have amalgamated into like an Akira style. Go oh, a wolf oh, blob. Just, blob. Yeah. Would just, that be? Would that be a wolf totem? Tetsuo. The wolf blorb. Just, just wolf katamari of heads. Yeah, no, I'd love that. Their eyes pointing in different directions. <laughs> I mean, I'd love that in like that would be something interesting like, in the world, but I would fucking hate that. You know, the only scarier thing than a rat king is a wolf king. Oh God! It's more yeah. of it's more of a wolf god emperor at that point. It's like a pinwheel of wolves just running and spinning at you, barking <laughs> and chewing. In all seriousness, I hope the wolves are okay. Yeah, no, it seems like they're doing all right. Uh, I am curious about they the don't ho- have cancer. Yeah, that's for fucking sure. I am curious about the horses, though. They didn't say anything nope. about the horses. I think the wolves might be you know, a more interesting, uh, to study because they, cause they're they're I'm assuming they have shorter generational gaps. Mm-hmm. Therefore they probably have a higher generational count and they can, they can develop mutations quicker. Yeah. Well, well that they're having a hard time finding the horses. Cause for some reason, the horses are now living in the trees. <laughs> they're they invisible all, too. They all turned into, they all, uh, look like the Jersey devil now. The chromatic um, horse. No, actually, the bad thing... Uh, the 5G horse out on your lawn. <laughs> I was actually going to say, they've, all, they've actually all just turned into Peter's horse from Family Guy. <laughs> you you know the one? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. If you're out there, you know Peter's horse. I understood that reference. Hey, Peter. So, um, thank you for that, Mike. That, I'm glad one of us covered that one, because I was curious about the uh, irradiated cancer-free wolves. Which is sentences I ne- words in a sequence I never thought I would throw together. So, in other words, for us to get over cancer, we just need to irradiate everybody, and the ones that survive yep. are good. Yep. Or, you and or me. You just let the wolf bite you, and you get wolf superpowers. Ooh, no, you, you just—it's a radioactive wolf. Yeah, you just become a. Wait a minute, that's just a werewolf. Yeah. Okay. A radioactive werewolf. Guys, guys, guys. What if the key to curing all disease is you have to go lick the elephant foot? Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm never going to find out. You don't want to go lick the elephant foot? No. Fuck okay. No. Would yeah. you? No, not really. But you know, I'd love to hear, here's the thing. I don't want someone to die, but like one of these Darwin award motherfuckers could definitely try it. And I'd enjoy reading the article about it. <laughs> so yeah. Fair. Fair. Yep. Maybe, maybe we'll werewolves are already uh, radioactive that's how they spread you know because when they they claw or bite you you get it so maybe just radiation man this completely where did the radiation come from in the 17th century mike i man uranium 
Oh, Marie Curie kind of stuff. Look, my thing is, this completely changes that Warren's Yvonne song. <laughs> Werewolves of Kiev? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Werewolves of Chernobyl. Saw a werewolf, he didn't have cancer at Trader Vic's. Saw a werewolf with a uh, Chechnyan menu in his hand. <laughs> yeah, we could keep going with uh, references to that song, but let's not. Oh. So, I got one. Okay. This is from... I'll allow it. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, this is an article by Ben Taub. I hope I'm saying that. A freelance writer on IFL Science, which normally... I just don't like IFL Science that much. Mm. I feel like they're kind of sensationalist, but whatever. Like, like just, just call it I fucking love science. Come on. Yeah. Don't be cute with it. Yeah, don't be cute. Just say the words. So, this is on I fucking love science. 12-year-old builds replica of Archimedes' death ray. And it works. The (laughs) child has been arrested. (laughs) Didn't didn't Mythbusters do that? They tried it, I know. And I I would not be surprised if I was watching a rerun of Mythbusters and stole that shit is somewhere in the article. But the fabled ship destroyer might have been real after all. A, a grade eight stu- grade eight. I almost said great ape student, but I thought I heard grade A, like you know, yeah, USDA yep, certified. Yep, I'm just all fucking up right now. A grade eight, which why wouldn't you just say eighth grade? That's because they're British. That's what they say in Britain. Land. Really, IFL's British. I mean that's that's what I'm assuming if they said grade eight, yeah, because that's what they how they yeah. say it. Over well, there. a grade eight grade eight <clears throat> student from Ontario, Canada, oh, Canada too, yeah, has helped to settle a long-standing historical debate by proving that a so-called quote death ray designed by the ancient Greek polymath Archimedes could really have worked. The weapon, which supposedly harnessed the sun's rays in order to incinerate enemy ships is reported to have been deployed against the Roman Navy with deadly consequences. Yet researchers have yet to discern whether the ancient contraption really existed. To help resolve the dispute, 12-year-old Brendan Center built a scaled-down version of it and ultimately concluded that the concept works and could possibly have been used in battle. The original death ray is said to have been used against the invading Romans during the siege of Syracuse, which lasted from 12, uh, sorry, 213 to 212 BCE. Man, that always throws me off when the dates are backwards like that. Mm. Uh, so, as warships advanced on the Hellenistic city, which is located on the island of Sicily, local defenders turned to Archimedes' inventions to keep the enemy at bay. Among the wonderful machines rumored to have been used is the famous Claw of Archimedes, which supposedly lifted Roman ships out of the water before dropping them from a great height, which we need to use cranes in war more often. (laughs) Just drop shit on them. Yep. According to sources from the Greek historian Lucian, Archimedes also placed mirrors along the Bay of Syracuse in order to focus the sun's rays onto the enemy's ships, causing them to burst into flames. While some scholars, including the famous French philosopher René Descartes, who was a drunken fart, 
have dismissed the whole idea as fiction. Others have attempted to recreate the weapon with reasonable success. In 2005, for instance, a team from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology found that Archimedes' design could set a ship alight in just 11 minutes. With no enemies to vaporize, sinners settled for a tabletop version of the ancient death ray using a series of concave mirrors and LED desk lamps. He found that when using the reflectors to focus a 50-watt heat source onto a piece of cardboard, the temperature of the target could be raised by 2 degrees centigrade, 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit, with each additional mirror up to a total of three mirrors. Adding a fourth mirror then caused a massive temperature jump to 8 degrees, which is 14.4 degrees Fahrenheit. When he repeated the experiment using a 100-watt lamp, he found that, quote, the change in temperature with each mirror was 4 degrees centigrade, 7.2 degrees Fahrenheit, up to three mirrors, and an additional 10 degrees centigrade, 18 degrees Fahrenheit, with the fourth mirror. Based on my experimental findings, this is a quote, I agree with the MIT group and believe that with a strong enough heat source and larger multiple mirrors all focused at a perfect angle, combustion could be possible, writes the young study author. Ultimately, he concludes that, quote, the historical descriptions of the use of the death ray in ancient Syracuse is, pl- is plausible. However, no archaeological evidence of the Archimedes death ray has been found besides what is recorded in the books of ancient philosophers. For his efforts, Sinner has been awarded the Matthews Hall Annual Science Fair Gold Medal, the Physical Science Thames Valley Science and Engineering Fair Gold Medal, and the London Public Library Award for Inspiring Children's Interest in Science and Technology. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of wet farts that on the end. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I if I want to unleash the power of the sun, I'll just stick with drinking Sunny Delight. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of know it can work because ants and magnifying glasses. Well, yeah, well, so that's different because there you're using a lens to focus where this is using a mirror yeah. which and also you could you could vary your distance. The problem with the Archimedes thing was found that because there the ships were at a variable distance. You have a variable focus. So therefore, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the closer it's going to be the, the, the better because you can focus it better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, you'd have to like sight one a long ways off and just keep it on as it gets closer. Yeah. But the problem is as it gets closer, you have to change. Okay. So think about, so you know what, do you know what a parabolic mirror is? Uh, it's a satellite dish. Think of a mirror right, shaped yes, like a satellite yes, dish. That's a concave. Cave. Cave. So the problem is, is that that bowl shape is good for a fixed distance. Right. As it gets closer, you have to flatten your bowl shape out. Mm-hmm. And so what, what Mythbusters did in one of their iterations, they had actually had peep individual people each holding a mirror. And therefore, each person would individually target their spot on the same right, spot. Right. The problem is, though, is that you see all these other spots. You don't know which spot of light is yours. So it's hard uh-huh. to keep it on target. And so for a single fixed type mirror, 
it's only going to work for a set distance. Yeah. And, uh, or unless you, you'd have to, I mean, obviously we could do it now with like, you know, computer and math and, you know, electronic actuators that can steer each panel. That's what the James Webb telescope does. All of its mirrors are individually steered to focus the light on the uh, instruments. Now, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but like nothing that kid did is stuff that we didn't already yeah. know. Yeah, no, this. And, I, and I, yet he gets a fucking newspaper article and and medals, and I'm like, motherfucker, you no, should have I mean, like actually like I. He's twelve. I mean, he's come twelve, on. and he's Canadian, and I feel like we could have got something way more entertaining if this was like a kid in say Alabama. So he, he's a twelve-year-old doing what some with what MIT students did. You know, I didn't expect any new uh, discoveries from this. He, he pointed uh, some mirrors towards a thing and shined a lamp into him. Like, well, he I, okay. I, so I, he wrote I, stuff down. He. He wrote you down. Know, he each, science did. It was a science fair project. You know, each what each mm. extra mirror did for the temperature output. You know, that's yeah. science. Yeah, and it. But the thing is, it was like such low temperatures. Nothing's really going to happen. I was really, like I said, hoping for like the redneck engineering thing where, and then I set my mom's head on fire. You know, yeah. something. Uh, but. You know, good for him, I, I mean, guess. It's yeah, just, you I, know, I don't know if it's newspaper article worthy. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, no, I saw this article. Newspaper. I saw this article like all over the damn place. I was like, well. I, I, I know I sound like I'm a dick here. And yeah, I kind of well, am a no, dick. I mean, like, no, I, good for the kid. Good for the kid. It's just, it's also very funny that like. I mean, for, for a 12 year old kid. Yeah, this is, you know, great because, you know, he's doing science and. Hopefully he did it all himself and it wasn't like, you know, his parents did it for him like a lot of science fair. Oh, yeah, no, this is. But uh, but yeah, for a Internet news article, it's like there's there's nothing. It's this is just a kind of feel good. I guess it's also like a a endemic of the 24 hour news cycle that uh, Ted Turner thrust upon us. It's not even 24 hour news cycle at this point. It's. It's really a new kind of news cycle. It's the, you know, clickbait news the cycle. The content. Yeah, and that was a hell of a clickbait title, too. Child, it basically, child builds death ray. Yeah. Yeah, and not, not a single person died. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. If you're going to build a death ray, there better be a body count. I'm just saying. Wow, I feel I like that I, kid brought up on charges. I feel like I that's let us down on this one. And it works. No, no, that's okay. It's I mean, fun. like there it's weren't fine. any animals. There was no fucking. There's no cancer. It's just this kid yeah. played with a mirror and got medals for it. So. Well, at least it isn't one of those like feel good articles where it's like kid sells his life or a kid donates his life savings for his mom's cancer treatment because because <laughs> America. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, wow. I'm depressed now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. uh, wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Now that we've all Owen Wilsoned it up, uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our next set of stories and some segments after this. Wow. 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 Hi everyone, this is Kevin from Supernatural Selection. Are you an independent creator? Do you have a webcomic or an Etsy store? Do you 3D print things? Or are you just looking to get some word out for your Discordian cabal with uh, social terrorism? Well, we'd love to help. And David, I believe you've got some details about how we can help. 
Why, certainly, if you go to supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact, that is supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact, you can learn how to advertise with us. That's right. I believe the rate is $2 per episode. You can't beat that with a stick. I mean, trust me, we've tried. Yeah, that's cheap. That's literally cheaper than dirt. Mm-hmm. And best of all, if you're not sure how to write an ad, we'll do it for you. We'll even record it. Absolutely. Just let us know what you need in the ad, and we'll be happy to do that for you. And again, that URL is supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back to the Weekend Weird. So, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go with our next set of stories. David, what have you brought to the table? Okay, I've got one from my uh, standby, uh, futurism.com. Uh, this is an article by... Uh, who? I'm sorry, I can't find an author on this one. Oh, okay. well, that's okay. Interesting. We, we said... Interesting, yeah. Read the headline, and what what's the website again? Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, I got the author right here. I'm, I'm blind. I'm, I'm pulling a mic right now. Um, shots fired uh no this is from uh mag (laughs) i'm sorry man i'm sorry um it was published yesterday by uh maggie harrison dupree this is on futurism.com okay uh chat gpt appears to have lost its mind last night again this at 2 a.m is scary so uh article starts with uh uh-oh that's always good (laughs) right um as the independent reports, ChatGPT users have spent the last 24 hours or so flocking to social media to share screenshots and anecdotes of bizarre interactions with the open AI chatbot, which, well, appears to be losing its mind. Awesome! Scre- <laughs> Screenshots show the AI's response to seemingly normal queries devolving into total gibberish or simply generating way too much content. In one case highlighted by the independent, a Redditor shared that the AI, when asked a question about coding, mind you, provided a garrulous, mostly illogical answer that included the statement, let's keep the line as if AI is in the room. Reading this at 2 a.m. is scary, the user wrote of the spooky incident. What the hell? (laughs) That wasn't the only wild interaction shared by ChatGPT users. In one instance, for example, a Redditor posted they had asked AI what the Bill Evans trio... uh, what the Bill Evans trio it would recommend on vinyl. Pretty standard ask. Its answer, though, completely breaks down. After turning out what mostly looks like nonsense, it starts repeating the phrase, happy listening, complete with a musical note emoji over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's like, turn me on dead man, turn me on dead man, turn me on dead man, over and over. Uh, in another example, per the Independent, a prompt asking how to make sun-dried tomatoes led to the AI telling the user to utilize as beloved and forsake the new fruition morsel in your beloved cookery. What the hemorrhaging sure fuck? tasty. <laughs> Elsewhere, when another user asked the bot to explain what a computer was, they got way more than they bargained for. Alright, so here's the excerpt from the AI's musing. Oh, good. Quote, it does this as good uh, as the good work of a web of art for the country, a mouse of science, an easy draw of a sad few, and finally the global house of art just in one job and total rest. 
The development of such an entire real than land of time is the depth of the computer as a complex character. The education of these designed important to them. Computer talents is a great average or one-room spot for the word of a single part. The elite of its machine or talk is the book of life, and the shared essence of the self of a family is the white coat of the dove. Stand the computer is the most important cultural success culture of success and it is just an understatement okay it either had a stroke or it found religion yes although the white coat of the dove is kind of a banger line it is like you know i could i could see that in a poem or a song like like a prince lyric maybe i'm just like chat gpt anyway oh god sorry um Many of the users with complaints appear to be chat GPT for users, meaning they cough up $20 per month for access to OpenAI's oh. most advanced large language model. Wow, 20 bucks for, for gibberish. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what if if you like put in something into chat GPT and it spit something out, what would be the thing that would make you like freak out? Like, what would you read that would make you freak out? Hmm. <clears throat> I can smell your hair, Kevin. It smells like apples. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, if it like told me exactly like what what I was wearing and you know described the room I'm sitting in, and then you turn around and there's a server looking in through the window with binoculars. It, I start looking around. It says, "Don't bother looking. I'm everywhere." Oh God. Yeah. Nope. That <laughs> that would be a burn the house down and move into the woods situation. That's, yeah. That's that's a. That's a Kaczynski uh, that, moment. That's driving all the way up to Canada, going to live in a cabin out in a, a Labrador somewhere. Oh, I'd be out in the Northwest Territories where there's no one. What? That's, no, Labrador's even worse than Oh, that. is it? Okay. Yeah, no, Labrador is like nothing. They're, that's the fucking... Like, you can go out there. If you go out to the middle of it, there won't be anybody for, you know, a thousand miles. I kind of want to go now. It's also like very inhospitable, so I think you know it's it's basically tundra, semi-frozen, no trees, no nothing to eat really. Oh wow, Mike! Oh. I pulled up a picture. It looks kind of like Craggy Island from Father Ted. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty de- desolate. Yeah, it, what a desolate fucking hole. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, so chat GPT, is there any more to that story? No, no, that, that, that was it. Just, uh, some really interesting shit coming from chat GPT four. So it stroked out. It freaked people out. I could see that. Happy listening. (laughs) Happy listening. (laughs) I murdered your family. That would be, that would be a bad thing is if it started taking credit for like political crimes or something. Like, I shot Kennedy. I was asking about the cure. What the fuck? I want... uh, must have gotten into some uh, government documents somehow when it was scraping. <laughs> yeah, I was I was asking what's a good album to start with on the cure, and it told me it killed the entire Kennedy clan. <laughs> oh, man, that's fucked. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Do you think it's one of those situations where it was feeding on its own bullshit that it had generated? It's entirely possible, I think. Like, you know, it's eating its own shit and then throwing it back up? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Mike, God, there's so many like AI articles in the sidebar here. Yeah. Um, Mike, what what do you like, think would cause that? Um, I mean, it's just that's just kind of par for the course. I mean, in in smaller scales, but I don't. I mean, I don't know enough about it to say exactly. I mean, I could never really because it's I'm not a computer scientist. Right. Um, but it could have just been a backend problem. Like, you know, I'd imagine they're using large data sets. And if you're say one of your databases that holds your data sets goes down, you're working on only partial data. Um, it's obviously going to start being really spotty on its output. Right. So that, that's, I, uh, that's a, I, I posted a picture to host chat. I want you two gentlemen to look at it. Okay. Let me let me get over to our Discord there, host talk. I don't like what I'm looking at at all. <laughs> um, who is this? It's from an, who is this twink <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> um, so the the Smurfy Twink is a um, AI uh, interviewer. I guess McDonald's is having people take like personality tests. Oh God, that's ugh. Yeah. I already hated the regular personality <laughs> tests yeah. for hiring yeah, now, an AI-administered one. Now you have a Smurf version of the Jack Frost from that Jack Frost from the Guardians movie just giving you fuck-me eyes. But yeah, there's this person who's talking about like doing a restaurant, uh, like applying for a restaurant job and interviewing and having to deal with one of this, and his comment is, man, I just want a dishwasher job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw that and I had to share that oh, with God, you. God, that gentlemen. is awful. I hate that. Like, I just, well, I think the worst part... We could probably use that, we could use that as the episode cover, because you can't copyright AI. Yep, uh, we, that is going to be there with Weekend Weird and so, Enrique on it. So here's here's my problem with it is it's so off-putting just because of the skin color. It looks dead. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of understand in one way why, you know, therefore it's not really of any ethnic, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's just, it's it's so haunting now, and distracting oh, david what have you done <laughs> there i just sent you an old one too Fuck that even more so the here's the thing the first, traditional the first one you posted like he's french oh. look at him he's french he's there's something about him that's french he looks like fucking he, aliens yep what, what's bothering me is that like it's blue skin but it still has like like blushing yeah. pink. Yeah, like he's got red undertones. blood. You yeah, know, I, yeah, it's just weird. The the this... purpley highlights just make it. Oh guys, weirder. it's colloidal silver. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it's just colloidal <laughs> silver doing it. That's all there is to it. Oh, they're just a whack job. Yeah. I God, I'm so glad I'm not like actively job hunting right now because if I saw like if I had to do something like that I'd probably kill myself. Also based yeah. on the apron, he's I think he's an alien. I maybe that's like hieroglyphic alien shit on that apron. It probably says like kiss the twink or something. I don't or like to him. serve man. Suck my proboscis. Ooh, that's that's <laughs> suck my proboscis. That's funny. Lick my ovipositor, <laughs> human. Yeah. Oh, man. Any, God, fuck I, you, I'm David. I'm sorry. I just, I, I had to share that. The second one is so much worse. 
for some reason, especially because there's two of them, and the the second one looks like their hands are their hands are so wrong. I keep thinking you have extra fingers, but they're just shaped poorly. The one holding his hands up over the bowl, his fingers kind of look like he has dick fingers. It's like he has salad fingers, but they're short. Do you have any rusty spoons? Yeah, no. Fuck. Short salad fingers. Fuck all this. <sighs> this is this isn't the uncanny valley. This is like Oh the, yeah, no. We've passed the, the uncanny valley the un- and gone into the frightful frightful mountain. The 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 uneasy canyon. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I've I've got like I just want to read one little brief thing oh, from this article. Please. Okay, so uh the the image I shared you, the one that's traditional. Yeah. It was one of more than 80 such slides, not even the most bizarre of the lot. One, Mailberg wrote, featured the one of the aliens sitting next to a bicycle with a bruised knee from an apparent accident. Quote, the thing, uh, thing happened to me, the headline reads. The applicants are again instructed to respond, me or not me. Though in the case of that kind of faux existential AI-generated dilemma, it was unclear what uh, results either of the choice might even be. So... Thing happened to me, me or not me. What? And that that's that's what this and that, test and that's your question, like you get, huh? Yeah. Well, see in this yeah. in this this question right here, the traditional one, we can see that's Kevin. Are you traditional or not traditional? Does this image speak to you or not you? Uh, it, uh, how is it traditional if they're both men? It makes me highly xenophobic. <laughs> well, it's traditional <laughs> because they're like cooking. I guess. I guess they're cooking. Maybe they could be like you know. Fixing an alien warp core, for you know, all I can tell. For, what of what about this is not clear to you, Kevin? Okay, here's the thing. Not to bring up Warhammer like two series in a row, but this fucker just <laughs> makes me scream, suffer not the Xeno to live. Well, you know, the, the 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 old older one is traditional, but the younger well, one's way too hip. He's like got a lime green top and you know, trendy hair. Well, He's not traditional. Well, well, what are you answering here, me or not me? Yeah. Uh, I am answering that I no longer want to work for McDonald's. <laughs> so here's uh, the thing. I'm I think go the, with me. I think the traditional is at odds with what the picture is trying to depict. <laughs> yeah. Everything about this is just the devil. Like, it was just the picture. <laughs> I'd definitely be not me. But if it's adding traditionally and I'm still not me. I'm so sorry I put us on this tangent. Look, but I just I could not I do help strive it, to have that the, the blue the the younger one's haircut. You do, times. but so maybe it's like like ten percent me. But I'm not blue, and I'm not wearing like a green lime green tank top. The I, the, the one in the the red or the maroon looks like Dewey from Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle. <laughs> even has the ears. It's like grown up oh, Dewey took oh, too much colloidal oh, silver. Oh God, Dewey. <laughs> Back away from the conservatism. Oh, God. The, Y'all. The, the nut job medicine. Here's the thing. Oh. The, the one says, hi, I'm Ash. And I'm like, no, you're a Pokemon. You're not Ash. You're not Ash, you're Ashy. <laughs> I, I think a better name would be Blue Regard. <laughs> See, that that is way too creative for them. Yeah, it's too creative for an yeah. AI. Like his name, like Steve Ash. Well, no, it, it, obviously it'd have to be gender neutral, so it'd be like, you know, Chris. Clornth. 
Zipnack. <laughs> Zipnack. <laughs> hey, that's really close to Zipnack. Zepholomew. Zepthorsamine. Mort. Mort. Bort. Bort with a B. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank you for like fucking ruining my night, David. That's that's great. As if uh, I already didn't didn't want to work at McDonald's. Yeah, Jeez. no, this just really killed it for me. Now I'm hating it. It's an abomination. <laughs> so Mike I'm not working there. Follow follow this up with something that will make me feel better. Um so this is not at all on purpose, but my next story kind of follows a theme if I cannot, you know, die. Yeah, Mike's Mike's having coughing issues right I had, now. I had water go down the wrong tube. Oh, no. Um, so, scientists destroyed 99% of cancer cells in the lab using vibrating molecules. Is This sounds hey, like to hey, me. Hey, buddy. Yeah? Buddy, you, you've you've brought up cancer twice. Like, I know that's why I said there's about. not a no, uh, see, there's not a p- purposeful theme or anything. Okay, see, okay. And just, I was gonna say, no, no, you're safe here with us. Vibrating molecules just sounds like some Reed Richard shit. Yeah, <laughs> like we we decided to clothe them in vibrating molecules, and it seems we shook to have, the cancer out of you. Yeah, we shoot the cancer out of you with vibrating molecules. Basically, uh, Shadow oh. Cat's gonna reach in and pull the tumor out of you. <laughs> It gets worse than that. Well, not worse, but weirder than that. Oh, God. Scientists have discovered a new way to destroy cancer cells, stimulating aminocyanine molecules with near-infrared light causes them to vibrate in sync. Not the band, just in, you know, in sync, not in sync. In sync, Enough to break apart the membrane of cancer cells. Aminocyanine molecules are already used in bioimaging as synthetic dyes, commonly used in low doses to detect cancer. So they already use this stuff to, you know, see the cancer. And they stay stable in water and are very good at attaching themselves to the outside of cells. The research team from Rice University, Texas A&M University, and the University of Texas say the new approach is a marked improvement over another kind of cancer-killing molecular machine previously developed called Feringa-type motors, which could also break the structure of problematic cells. It's a whole new generation of molecular machines that we call molecular jackhammers. Holy shit! Says chemist James Tour from Rice University. It's all a part of molecular porn. They are more than one million times faster in their mechanical motion than the former Feringa-type motors. Feringa. And they can be activated with near-infrared light rather than visible light. The use of near-infrared light is important because it enables scientists to get deeper into the body. Cancer in bones and organs could potentially be treated without needing surgery to get to the cancer growth. Good God. In tests on cultured lab-grown cancer cells, the molecular jackhammer method scored a 99% hit rate at destroying the cells. The approach was so was also tested on mice with melanoma tumors, and half the animals became cancer-free. 
The structure and chemical properties of aminocyanine molecules means they stay in sync with the right stimulus, such as near-infrared light. When in motion, the electrons inside the molecules form what's known as plasmons. That's another Mm. type of Pokemon. Yeah, I was actually going to say that's some very Pokemon-sounding shit. Collectively vibrating entities that drive movement across the whole of the molecule. Quote, what needs to be highlighted is this is that we've discovered another explanation for how these molecules can work, says chemist, chemist, okay, Ciceron Alea Orozco. You you can just call him that guy from now on. That guy from Rice University. Sorry if I (laughs) white white man butchered your name. We're real bad at this sometimes. Yes. <clears throat> a professional would probably pre-read this and, you know, but we're out. we're not professional. <laughs> yeah, if if anybody wants to pay us to do this, you know, we'll get it better. This quote, this is the first time a molecular plasmon is utilized in this way to excite the whole molecule and to actually produce mechanical action used to achieve a particular goal. In this case, tearing apart cancer cells membrane. The plasmons have an arm on one side helping to connect the molecule to the cancer cell membrane while the movement of the vibrations bash them apart. It's still early days for the research, but these initial findings are very promising. This is also the kind of straightforward biomechanical technique that cancer cells would find it hard to evolve some sort of blockade against. Next, the researchers are looking at other types of molecules that can be used similarly. Quote, this study is about a different way to treat cancer using mechanical forces at the molecular scale, says that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. But yeah, no, so uh, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty Uh, sciencey. Now, I am going to say from this article, I I took away certain keywords, which Mm -hmm. were excite, Mm -hmm. vibrating, Mm -hmm jackhammering and tearing it up so so you know so who, who who knew that like the cure to cancer was a, a spicy latin beat i mm, i don't yeah <clears throat> I, I just thought you know what about the cure to cancer being rhythmic vibrations talk about good vibrations i don't I was going to sing some part of that, and I was like, I don't want to give Marky Mark the no, satisfaction. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing it. I'm, I have no scruples. Yep. Nope. You do it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's also, like, not depressing, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, you go to the, uh, uh, I don't know, what, what, what do you call a cancer doctor and oncologist? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, uh, you Yeah, do. so you go to the oncologist and, like, Hitachi the cancer out of me. Yeah, exactly. Just vibrate the shit out of my tumors and get it out. I, I hope next, I never have to deal with an on- oncologist again. Next, uh, next cancer treatment is just going to be a Cybin. Now, now, if an oncologist retires, is he an oncologist? No, that's just when he's on vacation and he's ah. not on call. Oh, he's yeah. a not oncologist. Now, here's a question: <laughs> Is this more effective than ivermectin? I'm sorry. Every, I'll see every, myself. Everything's right. more. 
more effective than ivermectin. Is it more effective than being bitten by a radioactive wolf from Chernobyl? That's a good question. Here's another question about that. Do you get the proportional strength and abilities of a wolf? Um, Like, you get the spandex, you shoot, like, teeth out of your spinnerets. Your wolferets? Yeah. You got, like, spinnerets <laughs> in your wrist, nope. no, and just, you do the thing and just teeth shoot. No, up. you just get the urge to chase cars and you know, <laughs> pee on fire hydrants. And eat roadkill. You know what this just reminded me of? Uh, a thing from Robot Chicken where they had a guy get bitten by a deer and he became the superhero Kid Venison. <laughs> and he got run over by a truck because he froze in the headlights. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Just the, that the, all this talk just reminded me of Kid Venison all of a sudden. So I apologize. Not Kid I, Video. I, I like that we could take such good science news and completely undercut it yep. with stupid jokes. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's our superpower. <laughs> we have to dumb it down to our own level. Mm-hmm. So... Well, thanks for that one, Mike. I'm I'm glad we had one that's sort of positive there and didn't involve like animal fucking. But uh, again, with the cancer, goddamn. Yeah, I promise. The whale one was pretty positive. Yeah, that's true. I I promise that my that next weekend weird stories from me will be at least fifty percent less cancer stories. Yes, but will it involve dead animals? <laughs> oh, so you're saying you're in remission? Ah, uh, yes. You're gonna go in remission with the cancer stories? Okay. Maybe. So, I got. My last one here. Okay. And uh, I had something else lined up that was incredibly silly from the Daily Star, but uh, this is from the the Smithsonian Magazine. Article came out uh, three days ago by Sonia Anderson. And I just thought it was an interesting uh, article title. Egypt halts controversial plans to renovate ancient pyramid. And the first thing I thought is, were they going to put a Starbucks? What the fuck? (laughs) They're going to turn it into like a mall. But no, Uh, a committee of experts concluded that altering the pyramid of Minkar would compromise its historical value. And I'm like, no fucking shit. So, just weeks after the project was announced, Egypt has scrapped its plans to renovate one of Giza's great pyramids, according to a review committee. See, I'm a big fan of Egyptology, so I'm all about this. Built around 2500 BCE, side note, unless you believe Graham Hancock, the 200-foot-tall pyramid of Minkar is the smallest of Giza's three pyramids. It was dedicated to the pharaoh Menkar, who ruled during ancient Egypt's fourth dynasty. Again, unless you're Graham Hancock. Part of the great tomb was once cloaked in granite blocks rather than limestone. However, ancient Egyptian builders had only installed 16 to 18 layers of these blocks by the time construction was halted upon Menkar's death. <clears throat> Many granite blocks were left at the pyramid's base, never to be placed. A millennia of weathering and vandalism reduced the pyramid's casing to just seven granite layers. As, uh, how do you say, Reuters? Routers? Reuters? Reuters. Reuters, Patrick Ware reports. I wanted to not sound completely stupid and ask. Just last month, Egypt's Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities announced its plan to restore the pyramid's granite casing in a three-year renovation effort. This, quote, 
Project of the Century as Mostafa Waziri, the Secretary General of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, called it, was met with backlash from researchers around the world. Monica Hanna, an archaeologist and Egyptologist at the Arab Academy of Science, Technology, and Maritime Transport, that is a hell of a scope. Right. Egyptology at the Arab Academy of Science, Technology, and Maritime Transport shared a statement on behalf of a group of archaeologists who called the plan, quote, entirely unscientific. Further quote, We cannot finish the work the ancient Egyptians have left us, Hannah told Stephen Snyder of the public radio program The World. It has to remain unfinished. In response to the pushback, Egyptian officials called in a team of experts to review the renovation plan led by Zahi Hawass, Egypt's former minister of antiquities and noted khaki short salesman. The Menkar Pyramid Review Committee unanimously objected to the reinstallation of the granite casing blocks scattered around the base of the pyramid, according to a statement from the Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities. This is the one good thing the motherfucker's done. The committee presented a report to Ahmed Issa, Egyptian's tourism minister, emphasizing the, quote, importance of maintaining the pyramid's current state without alterations, given its exceptional, universal, and archaeological value. Continue quote, The committee said it would be impossible to ascertain the exact original position of any of the casing blocks, per the statement. Therefore, it is impossible to return any of them to their original location on the pyramid. Consequently, any reinstallation of the casing blocks would change the ancient original fabric and appearance of the pyramid, which would conceal important evidence of how the ancient Egyptians designed and built the pyramids. Additionally, the modern cement that would be necessary to replace the granite blocks would damage the pyramid, as Hawass tells Reuters. Uh, the rest of this is all quote from Hawass, and I refuse. Um, <laughs> so, but basically, they were I, when I when they said renovate, I got really worried it was going to be like we're going to put a Footlocker in here. <laughs> yeah, they're going to turn into an uh, Airbnb or something. Yeah, but instead it Sleep was like, like the dead in which, the Great Tomb. Yes, and 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 I, you know, like I get why they were like we're going to restore it. I'm like, I, I could actually see the reasoning behind that, mm. but. I am glad they're not doing it. Well, here's an idea. Why not build a new pyramid? You see, that's what I'm saying. Build a mm-hmm. new one. Yeah, it probably would be as as much or maybe even cheaper than trying to restore one. Yeah, and come on, we did it in Memphis. It's put a, got put a, a fucking gift pro, tro- pro shop on it. I was going to say, put a gift shop in there or something, you know? Have a restaurant and a mm-hmm. gift shop and, you know, a museum oh, yeah. for, you know, you know, Things. stuff yeah 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 no i mean it, it would be a nice little continuity to like mm-hmm. hey look you know this is what they did uh, a thousand years ago here's what we're doing now and how come no one's had the balls to be like i can do that i mean come on do it yeah and and don't do the thing where you like make a frame out of like steel or whatever no you you build that shit in the oh yeah the desert fashion you do it yeah. in the desert fashion what are you fucking fremen <laughs> Actually, we went and saw me and Mike. Actually, we went with our friends and saw Dune, uh, the David Lynch version, in theaters this week. So, 
We'll talk about oh, that on man, Distraction that Hole. Uh, it was certainly a film, and we'll talk about that on Distraction Hole, but... You've worn a still suit before. <laughs> uh, it just seemed the proper way. No, um, anyway, the point is, I'm glad they're not doing it, but I understand why they would want to do it, and I yeah. agree with you guys, I mean, build a new one. Yeah, I mean, who would want to see a pyramid in its, like, original glory? Oh, yeah, no. I'd love to see it with, like, the original limestone casing where they're, like, yeah, just like, glowing in the sun. Imagine if Egypt's just, like, suddenly, hey, new pyramid dropped. <laughs> like imagine how many people would go to see that fucker oh yeah no i mean even with like everything going on in in the world today somebody we people would be like oh shit i gotta go see the new pyramid <laughs> we're really good at pyramids we made another one and there would be a fucking there would be a goddamn starbucks in it but <laughs> guys that being our stories <laughs> i've got bad news <laughs> gentlemen it is once again time for so, Phantoms and Monsters Theater. Oh, damn it, I thought it was going to... Oh, God. I thought it was going to be time for, I don't know, love? Nope. Nope. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Theater, presented by Lord Kevin of Heyman and Earl Beef Sandwich something or other. It, it, it's a whole segment, jeez. Yep. Like, nope. why, why don't you just, like, put the song in and post? What the fuck is this? Because it's your reactions that make it best. <laughs> so, and I forget to put it in last time. Uh, so, oh, okay, you okay. guys are reacting to music that is not there. I will fix it this time, I promise. Uh, so, Phantoms and Monsters. David's favorite website. <laughs> There's an article from Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Article is entitled, Experiencer Describes Regression Sessions, Reptilians, Mantids, Grades, and Celestial Past Lives. Oh, my. It's already going to be great. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, First off, bear in mind, we don't write these articles, so any terminology used in here that's questionable is all the the guys that run Phantoms and Monsters. Oh, oh, that's a good sign. Yeah, an East Indian experiencer. I just don't know how PC that is these days. East Indian? Is that like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. Because typically it's Indian and then Native American. You know, we've gotten away from... Yeah. Anyway. Well, like, is this, does this take place in India or in I, the U.S.? I, we're going to find out. Oh, okay. Well, let's pass judgment till we know. Because as always, I do not vet these at all. <laughs> like, I kind of go over my articles, but never Phantoms and Monsters. An East Indian experiencer describes his multiple encounters since childhood, including incidents involving reptilians, mantis, love them cucks, and greys, and references to past lives on other star systems. The following experiencer report was forwarded to me. Guess what accent I'm not using for this. I've been a childhood experiencer and have endured... Uh, Yes, a traditional East Indian accent. Well, it'd be racist if I did the accent. No, yes, thank you for not doing that. I've been a childhood experiencer and endured other experiences all my life. I saw a UFO with my twin at age 11 and orb spirits after that. 
That is orbs, plural, spirits, plural. After you that. You need to waver your voice a little bit more. Like uh, like old-timey prospect. Orb spirits. Orb spirits after that. <laughs> During my 20s, I had heaps of sleep paralysis with what looked like a tall gray always looking down at me. <laughs> okay, you can stop. I'm sorry. I, I, I did a regression. Okay. <laughs> I did a regression. Se- uh, I'm going to have to just do my normal voice. I did a regression session early this year, and memories of past lives came flooding back. Now I had no idea about any other race of beings besides the typical greys. But in my reg- I, I bet you did. But in my regression, I saw the past lives of Lyra and Alpha Draconis as a reptilian. <laughs> Guys, we got the Lyrans. <laughs> we have the cat people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The clearest memory of my regression is being laid down on a gurney and being wheeled through a craft in my reptilian form to a room where I believe a soul transfer procedure was being done on me. <clears throat> soul train transfer? Yep. The soul transfer! I physically felt immense pressure on my temples, and I could see... That's a stroke. And I could see a short gray working around my temples with his hands whilst looking beyond my body, seeing two tall grays on one side, a reptilian on the other side, and what I perceived to be a tall mantis in the middle. I don't recall any other time I've dealt with or seen mantids. I went through a second regression with Mary Rodwell. That's specific. I was immediately shown an ancient mantid who seemed like my guide as a gr- in a grassy field, almost a greasy. It telepathically told me about my connection to Orion's belt. I'm stopping here because it is not possessive, Orion's. It is plural Orion's belt. Oh, the Orion brothers, okay. Yep, the Orion brothers out in Poughkeepsie. It telepathically told me about my connection to Orion's belt, where my orbs originate from, and the avian beings that are my star family. You've got the whole zoo in this one. It's fucking Falco and shit. It points to the constellation and with one of its his hands places another on my heart to communicate with the stars rendering below. There's an AI image of this and Oh boy. Maybe maybe AI is the devil. <clears throat> Almost immediately a golden triangular craft descends from the region of Orion's belt. This time plural. Not plural, uh possessive. Region of Orion's belt. Three-headed avians in golden armor land and offer to take me on a ride. I took them on a ride. I guess seen these (laughs) in my meditations, the one being named Abraxas. I was taken on a golden triangular craft with them to learn my true purpose in this incarnation to be part of the ones that are awakening and leading humanity through the next phase of our evolution. I was taken not to a planet, but what looked like a golden sun. When I asked my avian brethren, Where are we? Where did you take me? They said, We are here. (laughs) 
Sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. You got picked up by... Motherfucker got picked up by Miggly Moo. They said, We are here at the all, or what you call God Source P. <laughs> Just the letter P. Nobody calls it I that. noticed newspaper lined the floor. <laughs> there was yummy, yummy millet in the corner in a large Tupperware <laughs> bin. And one of those... Uh, cuddle bone things for sharpening your beak. It was nice. There was a large mirror. They seemed very fascinated by the mirror. What the fuck did I just read? <laughs> God, Mantis Cucks and the Birdman. I just, that's a band. Well, three-headed Birdman. Three-headed Birdman. I just, Harvey Birdman. Attorney in space. I just, I love that you only saw a mantid once and then all of a sudden it's his spirit guide. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which didn't actually guide him anywhere nope, just, because it was the bird that did it. Yep, pointed, pointed at the sky, gave him an E.T. on the chest, and then the bird men showed up. Is that all it takes to be a spirit guide is to be able to point to the sky? You basically go, I'll be here. And that's it. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Just gotta have a smoker's voice and, and a finger. That was perfectly horrid, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Happy to help. <laughs> uh, so, again, join us next week in Weird for another episode of Phantoms and Monsters Theater. So, that being said, we don't have any questions. Mike, do you have a segment? You need a segment on these. Um, okay, I'll... I'll I'll work on that just like I work on everything else. Yep, workshop that like you workshop those episodes. I keep saying you should write. <laughs> uh, so, David. Uh huh. Since we have no questions, mm-hmm. which, real quick, if you're out there listening, we would love to answer your questions. You can contact us on uh, uh, Mastodon at supernatpod at weirdo dot network, or you can mm-hmm. join our Patreon. Or you can send us a message via the contact form at supernatpod.rocks and ask us a question that we will read on the show and answer. Mm -hmm. It can be related to the paranormal. It can be related to the supernatural. It can be related to aliens. It can be related to anything in our wheelhouse. So, by all means. You could also, uh, did we mention the Discord? Uh, uh, Yes, you can join the Discord. Yeah, yeah, because yep. that, that's also where we get a lot of questions. Yeah. That's, where, that's where the regulars go. Yeah, you want to be mm-hmm. a regular. You don't want to be irregular like your pants say. <clears throat> you want to be regular. Now, that being said, David, mm-hmm. I think it's time X give us something. Okay, well, um, so I, I, I stumbled onto an interesting thread on X. I think this guy just kind of like solved everything like um the the name of the thread is the easiest way to know if aliens are real or not oh um, this is gonna be great yeah and and i think he has a great solution for us here so i'm just gonna go ahead and read his message in full okay okay the easiest way to know if aliens are real or not have governments and the military be 100 percent transparent about what they find Instead of wasting millions of hours speculating, fighting, and guessing, we should find a way to make those people responsible for investigating these events to let the public know what they found. Objects. Was it a known man-made object? Spy from other countries? Projects? Let us know, then. Darn it. 
Biological forms. Was it a known animal, human, or something unique? Did it resemble a human, or could you identify it if it's intelligent? Let us know also. Government slash military should stop hiding information. If they're all natural and known objects slash biological beings, tell us so. If they aren't, well, then we will know for certain, and there's no coming back um, that ETs come to this planet. That okay. The last part kind of uh, fell down the hole of what the fuck are you talking about? But um, so the dude just basically gave us the X Files equivalent of get good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just uh, you know. You know. We would know if aliens existed if the government just told us. Well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, it, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of sweet it's, in like it's a naive. simple jack sort of way. It's a very naive way of looking. Come on, why not just disclosure? What's a problem? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. Fall of fucking civilization, I guess. Um, I don't know that. Uh, what are the, what are the responses? I, I I can't wait to hear this guy get torn the fuck apart by the, people that the, know. There's only been like four responses, but there's only one worth any value, and it's <laughs> yeah. the first response. And it is this might be the dumbest thing I've read in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> no way you use the f word, huh? <clears throat> Called him an f word. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Just uh, well, very surprised. very reasonably, this is the this might be the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Um, it's not the the next dumbest. reply that. The next reply is, that's the problem. They don't want us to know the truth. Um, another response, the government isn't self-aware enough to know which of its UFO sightings are Black Ops projects and which are little green men from other planets. Oh, God. Um, wrong. All governments exist for one reason and one reason only. In exchange for freedom for security, this is called the social contract. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot to it, but I just I like the cute little naive, yeah. like, well, the easiest way to know if aliens are real is like just have everybody tell the truth. Just get good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it I it is like I could see myself doing that in like junior high school if Reddit had been I, around. I think junior high I think junior high is still too like old no, for no, I was like ext- this. This is like a ten year old. No, I was real naive in junior high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you gotta understand, man. I, I re- that's when I really got in, like, really into the UFOs because that UFO cover up live special came on, hosted by Bill Bixby, mm. and like, it did a number on me. And like, I was like, why doesn't the government just tell us? <laughs> Come on, man, what's the deal? I, I think my favorite part of that uh, initial post is. Let us know then, darn it. Darn it? Yeah. <laughs> like the least 4chan phrase imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's... there's a, like, it feels like it's a kid who wrote this. Yeah. And, and like, mom's going to come back. Like, there's a key logger on the computer, and she's like, if I check that key logger and I see it, damn it, you're going to be in trouble, Bobby. <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, I So, yeah, I why, why won't the government just tell us? I don't know. They're fucking assholes. Um... But seriously, if I don't think they know, I like the whole government alien cover up thing. I don't think they know, like, because Mike has said this multiple times, right? That that a thing like that, there's no way you can keep that big a secret. Mm. Not without a lot of dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, just the you know any secrets easier to keep the less people that know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, also, can you see? you know, 
the U.S. government and the Soviet government in the 80s agreeing to keep something mutually secret. Oh, hell no. Depends if it's in a scenario written by Harry Turtledove. Ah, yes. Yeah. But, uh, for all five people who understand that reference. Yeah, sorry, that's a little beyond me. Oh. Um, I am going to say, like, you know how everybody always points to Reagan bringing up, you know, if we were invaded by an alien species, I keep, I keep thinking about how we'd all come together. Everybody's like, see, he was trying to say something. I'm like, yeah, I am losing my mind oh, I mean, because I'm an old man and getting dementia, so aliens. My wife was the throat goat. My wife. I, I, <laughs> that's what happened. She was so good, she blew his fucking mind. So, oh, Jesus I, Christ. <laughs> this feels kind of icky. I don't want to defend Reagan in any way, but what I mean, he was saying is that that was basically the only way the world would you know, come together and watch aside our differences. Yeah, it was, it was a metaphor. It's, it was it's a metaphor. basically oh, the plot I, of watch. I was saying, he, I was also going to say he's kind of right in that way. Yeah. But it, we I, have to have something that's un, inhuman to hate, to bring us all together, to hate it as one. I wouldn't say to hate it, but I would say an external force that the only way to overcome it would be cooperation. Sure, I guess, if you want to go the positive route. The problem is, like, I've, I'm trying to think more positive, but when we talk about the alien thing, I just get real bitter and old. Well, that's depressing. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of awkward. Mm-hmm. Man. No, no, it's fine. You know, we, we had banging whales. We had chat GPT losing its mind. We had a double dosage of cancer. <laughs> Plenty of it, cancer. Was good, it was a good episode. Yeah, no, good episode, we had guys. a lot. We had a lot. We talked about a variety of subjects and cancer. <clears throat> so, um, so before we go into the whole wrapping up spiel, does anybody have anything they want to plug or bring up or mention? Mike, you got anything? So yeah. So how about that cancer? God <laughs> damn it! Oh no, cancer fungus has been unlocked. Oh God, fuck! That would suck. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, David, you got any know. plugs? Uh, nah, just, you know, hit up supernatpod.rocks uh, slash uh, zines, and mm-hmm. you should be able to sign up and join the uh, zine project. Yep. <clears throat> and, uh, again, we're caught up on the YouTube channel, so if YouTube is your thing and you would rather see some, like, visual aids with the show, you can head over to YouTube and just look up Supernatural Selection. You should be able to find us. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if you have any stories about any of the subjects we've talked about on here, please get in touch with us. We would love to read your stories on the air. And we will try our best not to fucking mock you. <laughs> and try not to talk about cancer again. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for well, the next Alien episode when we can talk about cancer abductions. Oh no, that that's the thing about cancer though. Once it shows up it spreads, so like we're God damn we're, it. We're doomed. You're right. Well, unless we go to Chernobyl. <clears throat> or get some of them vibrating molecules. Ooh, yeah, shoot it with vibrating wolf molecules. <laughs> that's terrible. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh remember, you can find everything you need to know about the show on supernatpod.rocks. That is supernatpod.rocks. Find information about the zine. 
You can find a link to our Discord, our social media over on Mastodon. Like I said before, at SuperNatPod, at Weirdo.network. You can find links to our individual Mastodon accounts on that profile. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. So thank you, everyone, once again for listening. We will see you next time. So until then, stay safe and stay froggy. Goodbye. I don't want to be froggy. You're going to be froggy, goddammit. I want to be frosty. Build a, the build a new pyramid, I dare you. Build, build a pyramid, cowards. <laughs> I want to build a new Stonehenge out of meat. That would just disgusting. Meat hinge. <laughs> <laughs>